KG, and this is not safe for network. There's nothing to worry about. You're going to be just fine. I'm your number one fan. What an excellent day for an exorcism. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. Hey, welcome to Montucky Skies. I'm Biggs. And I'm Brandon. How you doing, Brandon? Well, my eye is not popping out of my head, so all things are good. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> that made me think of Ash versus Evil Dead, which you didn't see, I know, but... There is a scene where he's trying to recover his dad's eyeball. So <laughs> that sounds like fun. Yeah, I'll just leave that at there. I don't want to spoil anything for you. it. Really doesn't spoil anything either. So, but Ted Raimi gets more of a part, which is pretty nice. Yeah, he had a pretty good uh, part in the third episode. Yeah, I think he's got. He's probably got as much screen time in that one. So nice. Yeah, I uh, rewatched. The original Evil Dead the other night. Oh, yeah. Fun. Fun times. Yeah? Good Halloween movie? Yeah, it was one of those things. Uh, I'm glad my family was asleep because yeah. it's pretty gruesome. That uh, tree root scene? Yeah. That's the reason why I haven't watched it with Pepper. <laughs> it's just too uncomfortable. Great scene, though, as horrific as it is, it still gets you. That one and the pencil and the, the pencil and the, the ankle. ankle is pretty. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about watching the remake here pretty soon, just because I haven't seen it for a while. The other three I, I saw pretty recently. I so. haven't seen the remake since I saw it in the theater. Yeah, I haven't either. I, I really enjoyed it when I came out of the theater, though. So um, You still haven't seen Bruce Campbell at the end, then. I saw it in the theater. Oh, I thought you had told me that you didn't see Bruce Campbell anywhere in it. And I was like, yeah, you got to stay past the credits, I guess. Okay. Maybe I was thinking somebody different. Anyway, uh, we had some trailers drop. Did you see the Logan trailer? I did. What'd you think? I'll probably check it out. Yeah, I may or may not. I'll see. I... Didn't got like, old man Logan again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you realize like he's been playing Logan for like 17 years now. Yeah. That is a long time to play one character. The only person I can think of who's done it longer, unless you go into soap opera territory is like Kelsey Grammer has been playing. Well, okay. He played, he played a uh, Frasier for, for think, eight seasons of cheers and 11 seasons of Frasier. So 19 years, which is topped by sideshow Bob because he's been playing sideshow Bob for every season of the Simpsons now. So he's done a sideshow Bob episode every year for 28 years now. That's pretty impressive. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> if you count that, I guess the Simpsons are a little bit longer because they also have Tracy Ullman. So you can, tag two more years to that like 30 year characters but it's there's not very many characters that one person plays for that long and you know like when you take out voice acting that's pretty impressive 19 years in movies man like 
Who can who can even come close to that? There's got to be a movie that Bruce like. Campbell. He's played Ash for thirty years. Yeah, I guess it has been that long, hasn't it? Yeah. What was it like 80, 81, 82, I want to say somewhere in there. Yeah. So like thirty four years. <laughs> wow. That's really impressive. <laughs> okay, but but you got to admit like. Way more impressive with Hugh Jackman because it's like every year. Yeah, he's they're turning stuff out. I mean, Ash has not been Ash for a big chunk of that. Yeah, but like Wolverine has had a movie almost every year. So not every year, but damn close. Every other year. Every much. other year and pretty much every year for the last few years, right? I mean, it's been like either an X-Men movie or a Wolverine standalone movie like over and over again. Do we count Deadpool? Probably not. I wouldn't count Deadpool. <laughs> his image is... He got credit for his image. but I'm sure he got paid for it somehow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Getting that money. Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so is there anything that jumped out on you on that trailer? Not really. Yeah. I. Um, so apparently... It sounded like Fox is saying this is going to take place a few years after X-Men Days of Future Past. So it's going to be in continuity, which is just going to just, make the timeline <laughs> worse. I'm <laughs> just like my head is just aching thinking about the continuity line in that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to because it'll make my head hurt too much because it doesn't make sense. It all falls no. apart. But they tried to like sort of reset everything in Days of Future Past, but this is the movie that's going to screw it all up. <laughs> Just watch. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there wasn't really anything that stuck out with me too much. It was kind of what I figured, which is like no shades of old man Logan story that I can see. So, except for that he's old. That's really it. Yeah. <laughs> so. I guess if they're just doing an old man Logan story, it could be okay. But if they try and retell that story, that's a mistake. That's a huge mistake because I just don't think they can do it. But we've gone over that ground again and again. My favorite trailer was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. That one was great. That was really great, dude. Like Drax, just it seems like it's the softer side of Drax we're getting. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I really like where they're heading with that character. Yeah, it's just like, what, what does he say? Like, you need someone as pathetic as you <laughs> to Star-Lord. <laughs> and then he's like, you want a hug? And he's like, no. And then he hugs him anyway. <laughs> and then for some reason, Rocket's hanging out with, uh, uh, what's that guy's name? Michael Rooker. Uh, Yondu. Yeah, Yondu, that's right. I kept wanting to say Yavin. I'm like, no, that's a Star Wars reference. No. 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 <laughs> But uh, and then of course we got Baby Groot. We got to see our first little bit of Baby Groot. He's yeah. freaking adorable. Of course he is. Yeah, I love Baby Groot. So apparently Groot was supposed to be like college age for the first movie. They decided he was supposed to be like around college age. So now he's just right back to a toddler. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, just like I wonder if he has any memories from before. If he just like regrows again. Like, he's a completely different creature. You know what he has to say about that? I am Groot. I am Groot. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. No no hints of Kurt Russell yet, though. 
It's killing me. I want or to know. Sly. Yeah, or Sly. We don't even really know how big Sly's part is. It sounded like it was a cameo, but it sounded like it was just like because I think he was only on set like one, maybe two days. Yeah, I wonder who he could play. And there, another thing I was just thinking about this the other day is like there's this character called Adam Warlock who kind of hangs out with the Guardians. Like I think he is a Guardian for a while. There's a lot of people who've been Guardians of the Galaxy, but. He was like one of them and they're introducing him and he's like crucial because if they're even close to doing the storyline with the with the Infinity War with Thanos, like Adam Warlock is crucial. Like he's such a crucial part of it. So it makes me wonder how much he's in this movie if they're just like introducing him so that they can use, use him, him for the for the next movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, but I haven't seen any hint of him yet unless there was like a very quick cut that I didn't notice, which is entirely possible because this stuff always happens. Uh, Anything jump out at you with that trailer? Not anything in particular. I know it's just made me salivate a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Jessica Jones, uh, season two. So they announced that all 13 episodes are going to be directed by women, which I found pretty interesting. That's a character that really should have women's point of views. Um, I know. I think so. Yeah. I know the showrunner is a woman. So that's like, that's just a good start anyway. There's not very many female showrunners in TV right now. So that's pretty cool that, you know, they're, they're going the extra mile now with that. And I'm just happy that, like, it really seems like it's going to happen now. Like, they said it was going to happen, so I believed it. But sometimes Marvel rolls back their stuff when they get different ideas from the storylines, you know. But it's nice to know they're actually, like, working on season two now. Like, they're actually doing pre-production stuff. So, that made me happy. Uh, so, that's all. That's that's our Marvel comic book news right there. <laughs> Slash Fox. Uh Walking Dead, you saw the finale, right? The season premiere. The season premiere, yeah, excuse me. Yeah, I uh, am like a season and a half behind. <laughs> so you just jumped in So there. I'm just like, you know what? I don't, I, all I know is from what I've read in the comics, and I knew it was going to be a big thing across the internet. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to watch it. Yeah. See, I went the other direction. Um, I felt like it was pulling teeth. Like, I wasn't sure I wanted to even watch last season. And then it felt like pulling teeth getting through it. And when they got to the finale, it was just so dark. I was just like, I'm tired of it. Like, I'm tired of being depressed and angsty every time I watch this. And that finale just assured me, like, I don't want to come back. Like, I'm done. So I was done. Uh, I read up on a recap just... I, I told myself on Monday morning, I was like, okay, read the recap. And if you see some glimmer of something that you want to like watch in the show, then just go back and watch it. And I read the recap and I was like, nope. I picked it, It's on the podcast. I picked exactly who they were going to kill. And then they killed like another character on top of it. So let's just go into spoiler territory. Break it down for us. What happened? So it's. It goes in and it kind of teases out who's going to die because they like 
flash like him walking by each one Eeny, of the people. Meeny, miny, moing. Well, that, it didn't even have that. It was like he's walking by. Well, yeah, he is doing that. Yeah. Um, and he's walking by, and they show like a quick clip of like the history of that character. They showed like just a second worth of like six clips from the show. And so they're like teasing it out, teasing it out. Go to break. <laughs> so how long was that that they teased that out on the first? Uh, a good five, six minutes. Jesus Christ! Like, and like I mean, six it's months just, wasn't enough. Yeah, it's just ah. Oh. And then they go back in, and they uh, I can't remember what happened. Like it, this show was just not Abraham. Good. They killed. They, Abraham. Yeah, they killed Abraham. And I can't then, remember what led up to it. I think it was because they. It, of it what was they happened the, it was in the season. previous episode yeah. uh previous season which i'm not going to recap it was basically like they base he told them he's going to kill one of them and yeah. they were surrounded by a bunch of them and so negan went eeny meeny miny mo and me and my wife and river argued about it after it happened and i was like look glenn's the easy answer because it happened in the comic but i was like i don't think it's going to be glenn i was like but it's still got to be a fan favorite and I'm like, Rick's too important. Carl's, like, it's just too creepy if you kill Carl for some reason. I was like, you know, and they're not going to take Michonne off the table because too many people like Michonne. Everybody likes Abraham. Abraham's an easy one to kill, though, because yeah. he's, like, he's kind of duplicated in some ways. You know, like, there's other hardcore people in this. So I'm like, it's going to be Abraham. I was exactly right. And that's the thing about it, too. That was one of the things that really made me not want to watch the show when I read that because it was just like, yeah, of course it was Abraham. That's exactly what I said it was because it's <laughs> the most predictable answer. And then they kill Glenn, which in retrospect, I didn't guess that, but in retrospect, that also makes sense because he died in the comics. Yeah. And so well, Kirkman see, likes to do that. He likes to like bring some stuff back from the he comics. He likes to like not follow the continuity of the comics but make it line up a little bit with the comics on those big moments. Like he did the same thing with Shane. In the comic books, Shane got killed by Carl. Like he was yelling at, at uh Rick and Carl shot him in the back of the head cuz he's about to kill Rick. And in the con- or in the uh, in the show Rick winds up stabbing him to death and then like Shane winds like pops up as a zombie and then Carl shoots him in the head. So it's the same thing. It was just like Carl killed him as a zombie. Yeah. Right. So Kirkman likes to do those little things where he brings it back. And this isn't like a judgment on Kirkman. Like I still like the comic book for some reason it's fine in comic book form. It doesn't really bother me, but the show is just too much time with it. Yeah, I'm like I said, they just drug it out and drug it out, and then they killed Glenn. Then they uh, Negan takes uh, Rick off for a little joyride in the RV, like parks in this middle of just a whole herd of zombies, and throws uh, Rick's hatchet out the door and says, "Go get my axe." And so, like, he has to fight off all these zombies. And it, God, it just drug. And yeah, and drug doesn't he make him, drug. like, go to cut off Carl's arm and then he stops him at the last second and stuff? It's just like, it's like all this stuff is just too much for me. Like, I'm sitting there reading it and I'm just like, I don't, like, 
It's the thing is, is like that show is a pressure cooker that they never let off the pressure. Yeah, like they did a little bit two seasons ago when they brought in the pacifist character, and then they kind of made Morgan follow those footsteps. But then they undid that last season, and so that was when I was just like, that was really when when Morgan realized they can be a pacifist anymore. That was when I was just like. Screw this show, dude. Screw this show for real because now they're saying like you can't there's not even rooms for different worldviews. Worldview or any hope or I mean yeah. it just it's really down. And like that's not how the comic is. It, it, weirdly enough, that's just not how the comic is. Like the comic is like they're afraid of people and they do stuff, but like they like build up something and then they have hope and they're always trying they to have rebuild hope. society. Shit, they're still having sex, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, that's one of the things that if you don't have hope, I mean, all love is lost. Yeah, it's just like that for some reason that's just completely lost on the show. And I don't know why they chose to like just weed out any positive elements. But they really have, and so it's just like I'm. I'm fucking done with this show. I really am, man. I'm, I'm not gonna watch another episode. Like, I'm done. I I've been telling my wife <laughs> all year, so <laughs> I think they're gonna watch it without me, and that's just fine. I just I don't want to. I don't want to spend another minute with these characters anymore. I'm done. Like I feel like it ran its course, and they're just plotting over the same old ground of like negativity. So yeah, I don't. There wasn't anything I watched in that episode that was like made me like think, oh, I really need to binge watch and get caught up and yeah. start watching it. And I was like, no, like the spectacle has gotten better on that show, but that's it. And it's just like the spectacle's not enough for me anymore. Yeah, you know, when I think back on like the earlier seasons, it really was cool that there was like a zombie show and it was well done. And I was like. The thing that I really liked about it was like Rick wasn't crushed by all this, and then you watched him start to descend. But then it got to a point where he got super negative, and like you keep like I don't. It's basically gotten to the point of where like the only reason you're rooting for him is because even though they're bad guys, there's like worse guys out there because they're really not good guys anymore. No, and it's just like. You can watch a show with like a couple of bad guy antagonists, but you need a couple of good people to like fill it out, and they're just not available on that show, you know? Like Better Call Saul, he's got his lawyer friend who's like definitely on the light side, and so it doesn't go too dark and like Breaking Bad, there's all sorts of characters around Walt to remind you of how bad of a person Walt is. Like Walt Jr., he just wants to eat breakfast, guys. Get some, get that kid some waffles. Yeah, dude, you get him some waffles. He's happy. He's a happy <laughs> man. Hey, Walt, is, <laughs> look, we made pancake for you for your 40th birthday. It's right here, spelled out in bacon. Like, you're welcome. That's the best gift that your son could think of <laughs> because <laughs> all he loves is breakfast. <laughs> You know, like you had those lighthearted things in there. Um, and then they like end the show with like baby blue, which is like uplifting the way that they end it. Can you imagine the walking dead ending with like a happy song? I just, that I, would be fun. It would be fun. They're never going <laughs> to do it. Like, no, you're not going to hear like raindrops keep falling on my head. <laughs> like, you're not going to hear any of that. 
<laughs> it's just not gonna happen. <laughs> so I'm done. Um, so transitioning into another negative territory. Have you heard of Jack Chick? No. Okay, so Jack Chick died today. Uh, this was a dude who fought in World War II, and he did some Christian comics. He was converted by an evangelist on the radio. And so, yeah. Anyway, so I, I went and dusted off a newsreel from the 40s about him. And so we're just going to listen to that really quick in order in honor of Jack Chick. Welcome to Profiles in History. Today we cover Jack Chick, comic writer and artist of fundamental Christian comics who died today at age 92. He was the world's most published author. He rallied against communism, the UN, the EU, abortion, evolution, gluons, gravity, scientists who believe in global warming, homosexuality, transsexuals, the occult, LSD, pornography, masturbation in general, the Jewish faith, the Muslim faith, the Catholic Church, Mormons, Hindus, Buddhists, Jehovah's Witnesses, secular people, Wiccans, all Bibles that are not the King James Version, astrology, Ouija Bolts, Halloween, Dungeons and Dragons, Harry Potter, The Lord of the Rings, The Chronicles of Narnia, Elvis Presley, The Beatles, Kiss, Black Sabbath, Motley Crue, Bat Religion, International Bankers, Freemasons, The Shriners, Bewitched, Family Guy, Santa Claus, The Tooth Fairy, The Easter Bunny, The New Age Movement, Political Correctness, The Washington Monument, Any Obelisk Because of Its Phallic Shape, Not Using Corporal Punishment, Cat Haters, and Truck Drivers Who Think Jesus Is a Sissy. I know what you're wondering, is there anybody you didn't hate? Well, he hated the Nazis too, so take that, Hitler. Yeah, I don't know what he liked, but dude hated a lot of things. <laughs> uh, my run-in with Jack Chick, and not actually Jack Chick, but just his material. He used to put out all the little pamphlets about how you're going to hell. Oh, the ones you always get when you're trick-or-treating. <laughs> you need to go to that one house. Yep. We went to that one house together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and got a bunch of pamphlets. And you're like, what the fuck is this? It, and it tells you about how you're going to go mean, to hell because you're that's celebrating wor- That's Halloween. worse than going to the dentist guy's house that gives you a toothbrush. That's worse than that. Yeah, and that dude was crazy. Like, if you look at some of his strips, too, it's just, like, ridiculous. Like, most strips end with somebody, like, being naked, thrown into, like, a lake of fire, like, over and over again. And uh, he was... he. Dude, he was against a lot of people on a lot of things. Uh, one of his most notable ones is Catholics. Like, he thought that the Catholics started the Freemasons and started the Illuminati and were responsible for the assassination of JFK. You know, the first Catholic president, so naturally yeah. they would assassinate JFK. Um, <laughs> he thought that they were backing the Nazis. He was really anti-Semitic. Like, all his drawings, whenever somebody was, like, evil, he always depicted them as, like, stereotypical Jewish uh, caricatures. And he would do that with Catholics, too, just to, like, really piss him off, too. It was really interesting because I was reading something the Catholic League was saying, denouncing him. And I'm just like, the Catholic League is so crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And what do you do when, like, the Catholic League is talking about, like, a religious extremist? You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, which side do you take? But that dude was crazy with a capital K. So... Wow. Yeah, throwing two more K's in there. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know of anything with racism other than, you know, every race except for black because he took some of his comics and just put blackface on them 
to like resell them in the African American community. Ink you know, is black. Yeah, you can you can totally like uh, play with that. And he used terms like jive turkey and stuff. Oh god, it was like the eighties too, so it Thumb. wasn't even like. <laughs> It wasn't even like timely when people were actually saying jive turkey. He's a pretty bad dude. And uh, I was going to put up a panel of one of his worst like drawings just to laugh at like something that was just ironic and funny. But I found out he was very litigious and he would even go after people with parody and with reviews. Like if they wrote negative reviews about him, he'd go after him in court. So I have a feeling that his company or his family is probably litigious as well. So we will not be putting up any of the, <laughs> on the website. I got a feeling they're just looking at his death as a giant payday. So we won't be putting up anything like that just to explain. But uh, yeah. And I got to admit, some of the comics, like a lot of people were holding him up because they laugh at him all the time. And some of them, when you look at them, they're just so ridiculous that like you just have to laugh at him you know but apparently he was really taken by chinese uh propaganda like with mao and so he started using that style for a strip and some people have denied that but if you look it's kind of the same type of propaganda it's not kind of the same it is the same kind of propaganda i mean it's done in the same way it's just for like christians instead of like you know communism <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway so jack chick uh i hope you ascend to heaven where you're all by yourself because <laughs> everybody else isn't allowed to go into your heaven because you've alienated everybody else on the planet I'm it seems hoping i don't end up in his heaven because that would just be a personal hell yeah uh something else like slightly political here and then we'll we'll get off of politics for a while so, did you see that roast that Donald Trump did after the third debate? Like, it, it's this uh, this fundraiser that they the, have in the Catholic League, or yes, yes, <laughs> it, it was for it, like it's it's for something else, but like I think I think that like it was at a, a Catholic Catholics church. It, it, I mean, it yeah. had something to do with the Catholic Church. I remember. Yeah, like I think they put it on, but it's for a charity. And uh, they do it every election. They just make jokes after the debate. And they'll usually, like, they'll make, like, self-effacing jokes about themselves and then do, like, little jabs at the, at the opponent. But it's usually a more light, light-hearted affair. So Donald Trump, like, gets booed through the entire thing. And the only reason I bring this up is because we're a pop culture podcast. And this has to be mentioned because I totally spotted this when I was watching it. So Donald Trump, when he's giving the speech, he's talking about how polite Hillary is. And he goes, she walked up to me and bumped into me and then said, pardon me. You know, and some people laugh and some people <laughs> boo at it. But I listened to that and I'm like, that's family ties, motherfucker. You lifted that from family ties. <laughs> And I went back and looked on the internet, and sure enough, the Huffington Post like figured it out too. And they also mentioned it was a joke in a a Thirty Rock episode, which was a little more recent. But uh, apparently, they had a joke where they were doing like a laughing thing, and Richard Nixon kept saying "Pardon me" over and over again. 
But I remembered this. I don't know how I remember this from Family Ties because I looked it up and it was from a 1989 episode. So like the last season of Family Ties. Not I was, good Family Ties. <laughs> probably not. I don't know. <laughs> but I was I was 10 years old when that episode went. And I'm pretty sure I didn't see a rerun of it. And I just remembered there was a part where uh, Jennifer, the young young daughter, I think, um, she was like writing a play about Richard Nixon. And so Alex P. Keaton, you know, Michael J. Fox is like trying to get her to to basically make a propaganda piece about about uh, uh, Richard Nixon. And so I just remember like it ends with him being disgraced and going to get on the helicopter after he resigns and he runs into Gerald Ford and goes, pardon me, wink, wink, and like gets onto the helicopter. They're like, that's not even a funny joke. And like Trump is lifting something. And before you like, before you're like, oh, well, maybe it was in the back of his mind or something. He didn't really think about it. Like. Think about the fact that he was in his 40s when that episode aired. Like, dude was watching Family Ties in his 40s. Wow. I'm just saying. Like, I'm 37. I have no no urge whatsoever to go back and revisit Family Ties. None. So I guess for Trump, the good old days was when Alex P. Keaton was the star of Family Ties. I think... uh... The mid to late 80s was Donald Trump's golden years. Yeah, when he's on every tabloid for cheating on Ivana Trump. Yeah. Which doesn't even sound like a real name. (laughs) (laughs) Ivana Trump. It it sounds like an Austin Powers name, (laughs) honestly. Well, Ivana Hump, so it's not that far off, right? Right. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. Um so did you hear the news about Indiana Jones 5? No, I haven't heard any news on okay, that. Okay, so first off, we covered this before. We're a little bummed out. David Kep, I think that's how you say his name. K-O-E-P-P. Kep? Co-op? Cop? Cop? Sure, cop. David Cop, who wrote Crystal Skull, is penning this one, which is just like, <sighs> uh. But I was hopeful that maybe because George Lucas wasn't involved in it, that... uh it would be better. Have a chance. Yeah, and we talked a great length about, especially in that Raiders of the Lost Ark episode of Biggs on Film that we did a little while ago, we were talking about how obsessed George Lucas is with MacGuffins. So I've got a good sign and a bad sign here. <laughs> so he says he says that uh, the MacGuffin is really important, and he's got to really think about what MacGuffin they use because it's going to... It's gonna, um, it's going to basically shape how this movie is going to be. And so they want to make sure to get the right tone. And so that like got me a little bit nervous because it sounded like George Lucas when he was saying it. Who, to his credit, you know, was great story buys in like three Indiana Jones movies. But Well, every Indiana Jones movie is at its own MacGuffin. Yeah. I mean, you have... The Ark of the Covenant in the first one, the Chakra Stones in the second one, uh, the third one is uh, the Grail, and the fourth one is Alien Skulls, <laughs> <laughs> Crystal Skulls, which I guess are a real thing. Yeah, but um, so it, it concerned me a little bit. 
But then he said this, okay? So he said, uh, at this moment, I'm deeply immersed as we speak. All I can say is there's lots of aliens and... Uh, <laughs> just stop <laughs> no, there. <laughs> no, there's more. He said, there's lots of aliens and Indy dies at the end. There's lots of lead line refrigerators, aliens, and he dies. It should go very well. <laughs> but he was laughing um, when he said okay. it. So that was like, I was like, okay. If he's laughing about it, he, he clearly... He can see what, what went wrong with For one it. thing, he understands what fans were irritated about. So that's a good sign that he's actually paying attention. Because at this point in franchises, you have to have your, your finger on the pulse of what the fans want. You know? We're not in the age anymore where you're like, they may not want it, but we're going to give it to them and they're going to like it. Like, you can't do that anymore. You have to give us what we want. <laughs> you, know? you know, the fans pretty much know what they want from a character. And so, you know, aliens. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants aliens. Nobody wants aliens. So I, I think it's clearly not going to have aliens, but I like that he had a sense of humor. American Horror Story. Listen to this. They don't want aliens. No. <laughs> Have they been throwing in aliens in the new one yet? No. <laughs> well, I haven't watched any of the episodes since I uh, last watched or talking about it on the podcast. So, so you're like one in? Uh, I'm four in. Oh, okay. I think I'm like two or three episodes behind. So, uh, Some more casting news here. Donald Glover. Cast it as Lando Calrissian in the young Han Solo movie, which is being directed by Phil Lord and Chris Miller, man. These guys have their hands in everything. They got Son of Zorn. They got Last Man on Earth. They got the Lego Batman movie. They already did the Lego movie. They did 21 Jump Street. They did 22 Jump Street. They're doing the 21 Jump Street crossover with Men in Black, which I, if those two are doing it, I'll check it out. I'm not like eager to rejoin the Men in Black universe, but I do like their writing, so I think I could probably get a laugh out of it. You know, but they're killing it right with, now. With uh, the Men in Black is one of those things that it's terrible movie watching, but it's fun movie watching at the same time. Oh, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> like to me, they're just popcorn crunchers. Yeah, I hate. It. We went to that in high school. I remember you and me and and uh, our whole group of friends went to it, and I just hated that movie. And I remember the moment I knew I hated it was when they had some aliens in the background carrying across this giant crate of Marlboros with a giant Marlboro symbol. And I'm like, so this is the layers of subtlety that's in this movie. Fuck this movie. <laughs> and then I was listening to the Alien Movie Project. And they talked about how it's like oh, a, it's an allegory for very racist like immigration policies. And I was like, cool, now I got like a legitimate reason to hate this movie. <laughs> That's not why I ultimately hated it, but now I can totally hate it now that I'm older and wiser to it. <laughs> Fuck that movie. And people were always trying to get me to watch the second one. And I was like, no. And they're like, no, you'll like it. I'm like, I didn't like the first one. <laughs> oh, well, you'll probably like this one. I'm like, no, I won't. <laughs> if I don't like the first one, I'm out. <laughs> you can't yeah, get me to Yeah, the second one was... 
about on par with the first one. So, yeah. I mean, there there wasn't anything I can think of off the top of my head in the first, the second one that would even I'd be even begin to like uh, sell you on. Yeah, fuck that movie. <laughs> But, um, and but I, I, watched, I would go see it because I like the 21 Jump Street franchise, so I could get in for that. Yeah. Uh, the third one, actually, I think the third one was my favorite. Yeah, you seem to really like it, I remember. Um, you liked and, Josh Brolin, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, well, I liked his care or him, his portrayal of the young Tommy Lee Jones. Mm-hmm. Um and I really liked the uh, the villain in that movie was really fun. Have you been keeping up with Son of Zorn at all? I've watched a few episodes. Yeah, I, I forgot to watch it last week. But um, they had an episode a couple of weeks ago I kept forgetting to bring up that was just fantastic, dude. <laughs> they're finally, like, they're reaching the heights of that show like they finally figured it out. They had this episode where he goes to battle with a, another guy. In the oh office. God! Yeah, yeah. That see? one was hilarious. That was amazing, dude. And you see him like crawling through the the vent, the ventilation shaft, and his sword is like cutting through the, the asbestos like ceiling. And the dude's like stealing his hot sauce or something, or stealing somebody else's hot sauce in the office. The community, like his office's hot sauce. And he re- he just straight up refuses to stop. And so at one point, like right at the the height of the battle, he like goes to to put the hot sauce and someone goes to eat it, and it's blood. <laughs> like they put blood into it. So they have a battle with the sword and a coat rack. They're just about to like get to where they draw blood, and then the other guy's boss like humiliates him. He's like, "No, put that away!" And like telling him to back off. He's like, "No, no, don't, don't." He's like, "Apologize." He's like, "Don't do it." And he's like, "I'm sorry." And he's like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to fight so bad. <laughs> yeah, that episode was really good. Yeah. Uh, so a little more on Star. Well, okay, maybe we shouldn't just gloss over this. So Don- Donald Glover is is Lando Calrissian. So I'm not totally familiar with Donald Glover yet. I know he's in the new Spider-Man movie, but I didn't recognize the character's name that he's playing. So, uh, what do you think? I like, lo- you know Donald Glover. You know I, Lando. See, I because uh, I watched all the Community episodes on multiple times. <laughs> So I'm very familiar with Donald Glover. Um, don't care much for his music. <laughs> okay. Um, I didn't even know he did music. Yeah, he's uh, his uh, still rapper name Atlanta is yet. Childish Gambino. Okay. I still haven't seen Atlanta yet. I know that's about rap. Uh, I haven't seen that. But I think he could be really fun in that. Okay. I mean, I mean, I'm all in. Do we think that young Lando? We know, we know that Han Solo won the Millennium Falcon in a card game from Lando. Do we think that Lando is wearing Han's clothes during that card game, and when he loses, he has to give his car or like his clothes to Han Solo too? 
Because they have the whole thing in Empire where he said, like, when he takes over the Falcon again. I brought that to you. Yeah, you did. You did. But do we think that that's going to be a thing in this movie? That would be kind of funny, but I don't think they'll go there. It would be funny because if they were playing, like, he bets his fucking clothes. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, and loses. And then he's like, no, double or nothing. And then he's like, Millennium Falcon throws the keys on the table. And he's got a pair keys, of threes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's... And they're both cheating. We established that too, remember? At Empire, they, they have some comment about where Leia's kind of grilling him about it. Because she's, she she inferred that Han cheated. And he was like, what, you don't think he was cheating too? <laughs> <laughs> so it was probably like... They were probably playing like, you know, five card five card monty or something and like like lando had a four of a kind and then han had a five of a kind <laughs> <laughs> they both knew each other was cheating so they couldn't call each other out on it <laughs> that would be fun yeah uh other star wars news joss whedon uh so he was talking in an interview he was saying that he'd never like People were kind of throwing around his name when Disney got Star Wars because, you know, he was making stuff for Marvel. And uh, he was just like, I'd never want to make a Star Wars movie. And then he started seeing the trailers for Rogue One and realizing like, oh, these standalone movies. I would love to make a standalone movie. So he sort of threw his name in the hat for Disney if they want it. He would love to make a standalone movie. He didn't get into any details. But I think he's really in on making just like a self-contained Star Wars movie. So, would you like to see that Joss Whedon Star Wars movie? I could be in on that. I could be in on that too. I think he he proved it with the Avengers that he can take something big you know, and do something with it. Did good with the Avengers. I mean, Firefly and that whole series. I mean, he does have some sci-fi under his belt. We've got lots of sci-fi under his belt. So I think. Buffy. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of sci-fi under his belt. So I think he's he knows where the fandom would want that to go. Yeah. So I I would be behind him directing a standalone movie. I want a Greedo movie and I want Joss Whedon to direct it. But he would never do it unless there's a female character in the lead. He's also said, uh, and somehow I miss this in the news, but he said that if Marvel ever decides to make a Black Widow standalone movie, that he'd be willing to do it. I think that's the only condition to go back to Marvel for uh, to make a movie. So I would like to see that too. I don't think it's going to happen at this point, but you know, it's really sad because I I think they could make a a decent standalone movie. Fuck yeah, they could <laughs> like. But they're running out of time because Scarlett Johansson said she'll play Black Widow as long as the suit can fit. She's like, when the suit can't fit anymore, I'm not going to do it anymore. So I get that. The, talk, the clock's ticking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they could desexualize her a bit, but I don't think Marvel's willing to do that. So I don't think we want that. <laughs> we want the hypersexual. Yeah. Um, okay, last little bit of news I got here. So Justin Lin... Uh, so we know him from like some of the Fast and Furious movies, yes. Star Trek Beyond. He's apparently going to be helming a Knight Rider reboot. What is your reaction on this? 
zero reaction to that. I I've been thinking about this, and I'm like, do we need a Knight Rider reboot? Like, what could the what car do the do? other buttons do other than Turbo Boost? Oh no, it's just about <laughs> Turbo Boost, baby. <laughs> I remember, I remember watching that over at your house after school and high school, and every episode, the, he's got this entire panel full of buttons. The only one he hits is the turbo boost. I feel like they were all white and the turbo boost was red, right? <laughs> like, I, I don't like- even know if it was like that distinct, but it was the only button they used. Yeah. I mean, they would occasionally use other ones, but... They had one one episode where at the very end they had this button that Michael's not allowed to touch. And he's just, they keep telling him not to touch it because they made some uh, adjustments on Kit. And finally at the end of the episode he's like, you can push the button, Michael. And so he pushes it and it like, the top goes down and an umbrella pops up. And I was just like, really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> So there you go. There's one other thing that Kit can do aside from talk. It was a talking car that was pretty cool in the 80s, but uh, like cars talk. Yeah, now, I'm it's just not a big so man. Yeah, it's not a big deal now. Yeah, with uh, Siri now, like talking cars is not a. <laughs> I mean, you can just click on your phone and say, okay, Google, and it does what it wants you to. How do I get to Hardee's? <laughs> and uh, there it is. Yeah. And it'll tell you the whole way. Um, the advantage here, though, is like Justin Lin, Fast and Furious movies. We know he knows how to make fictional car movies. So, but I would, I would and put his expertise into like a Christine remake or something. Now that would be a fun remake. Yeah, why not? Instead of a '57 Chevy, let's do like a, although let's update it to like an '87 Chevy. I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, that's not. <laughs> That's not scary. You see, like, an 87 Citation coming towards you. <laughs> what if it's, like, not shiny at all? It's just, like, the door looks Have like Have you it's seen any 87 off. Citation? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, <laughs> the the like, muffler's, like, dragging off. It's just, like, everybody in its wake is dying from carbon monoxide poisoning. <laughs> Which I think was a thing in the original Christine. So doesn't, he, doesn't she, like, lock some people in her car and then, like... Make them die of carbon monoxide poisoning. You know, it's been so long since I've seen that movie. Me too. That was a John Carpenter movie, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That seems weird that it was a John Carpenter movie now for some reason. My head's having a hard time computing Stephen King plus John Carpenter. But yeah, they totally worked together for that one. Kind of. I, I think Stephen King hates like every movie that's been made. Like with his name on, except for the ABC version of The Stand. (sighs) Or not The Stand, uh, The the Shining. No, The Shining. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many ABC Stephen King movies, and none of them are good. Yeah. The Stand was just garbage. Yeah. But we liked it in high school. You know, I liked parts of it. I liked the guy that was the uh, crazy guy that worked for Randall Flagg. Yeah. Like, he was fun. He was... What was he in? Uh, wasn't he in, like, Max Headroom and some of that yeah, stuff? Yeah, I think so. I can't remember the guy's name, but I know With the big bug about. eyes. Yeah. yeah um, God, what is that guy's name? Because he still works, I feel like. I feel like he still gets things. Fuck, I can't think of it. But, um, yeah, and then uh, 
There was a. There was one good ABC movie that Stephen King made, though. Well, maybe he didn't make it, but it was a Stephen King property on ABC. It. It. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty good. And I've rewatched it, and it's still pretty good. Like, yeah. if you just... if I mean, when you, when you factor in, it's like 1990. It's pretty good. I don't know. Um, I am looking forward to the remake, though. I think they can... Uh, they can update it and make it pretty cool but i keep reading all these people that wanted to get closer to the book and when i finally got around to reading the book a couple of a couple of years ago i was like no don't do that <laughs> there's like one haunted house thing that would be cool and the rest of it is like creepy it's doesn't like, it get into like child rape and not well i don't remember if there's child rape but there's definitely like they're all i think 12 years old and there's one girl, and there is, like, one of the ways that they beat Pennywise at the end is that they're, like, they wind up, like, having sex with each other. Yeah. Because it's just, like, some goddess or something. They're, they're like, imbued with the power of some goddess. I, I don't remember. It's fucking weird. Like, it's when Stephen King, like, went into fucking bizarre territory and of a lot of his books and that's one that just comes off as creepy now but i think that was during his cocaine period so like for real not even joking i think that was on his cocaine period so like i think when he was coming off of it was when he wrote misery and misery like annie wilkes is supposed to be an allegory for cocaine so (laughs) i always love that fact it makes sense if you think about it that way it makes total sense. I could see that. Yeah, she's his number one fan. She doesn't want to let him go. She imprisons him. She makes him work on stuff that like he doesn't even. She like. ends up fucking his life over more. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Way to so, go, Annie Wilkes. <laughs> staying on this. Uh, if you haven't noticed, this is our big Halloween episode. Oh yeah, yeah. Because we've had eyes popping out from Glenn and. Lots of blood. Talking about Stephen King. Yeah, I wanted. I'm to... holding in my small intestine <laughs> right now. That's what you can't see. <laughs> it's really gruesome. We'll have, to, we'll have to show that for hold that for the next Facebook Live. There's a scary ghost that's uh, been hanging out by the mic, but he hasn't been saying anything. That guy needs really talk up. Yeah, that's a, coming from me. He's a <laughs> pirate ghost. Anyway. So, I want to talk about Screen Queens. Okay. I still haven't seen the show yet. No, no, no. <laughs> Don't see the show? No. Oh, you want to talk about actual Screen Queens? Yeah, actual Screen Queens. Okay. Um, I got a list of my top four. Okay. Because I'm going back to old school Montucky Skies with our top four. I don't have a list, but I'd love to throw down on your list. <laughs> so... Give me just a minute here. Oh, you know what's really sad about this is I talked about how we should probably do something with Scream Queens a couple weeks ago. Nah, I just forgot. Way to go, Brandon. Yeah. If I could pick it up the slack just, here. Just going back on things. Um, and I'm going to put my top four. I don't really have them in order in my head. Um, Heather Longenkamp from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, is she the one that plays uh, Nancy? Yeah. Okay. Is she in anything but The Nightmare on Elm Street? She's in like, what, one, four, and New Nightmare? 
I don't think she's in much beyond that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but she killed it. Counts, dude. Definitely the most memorable girl. Uh, Nev Campbell. From Scream 1 through 3? Yeah. Okay. And just beautiful to watch on screen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I approve. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, I, that was the one I had in my head. You have to include it. I would actually put her my number one. Yeah. Because she really started it out. Halloween 1, Halloween 2, Halloween H2O. Oh. There was a <laughs> lot of bad movies in the 80s that she was in that I can't remember. And the Freaky names Friday. Of. <laughs> Freaky Friday remake, yeah. Uh, there was a Mama's Boys. It was kind of like, they'd call it a thriller, but it was kind of a horror movie. Uh, yeah, she's been in some stuff. Yeah. And I think she really, like, like I said just a few minutes or a minute ago, she really started out the uh, Scream Queen with Michael Myers and Halloween because she just, she belted it out and she looked good on screen. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Trading places. <laughs> okay, who else? We and, got number one. And my last one, Sigourney Weaver. Nice. So we got Alien, I guess, like the, are you counting the whole Alien franchise? Ah, yes and no. She's kind of in Cabin in the Woods. Um, She's like a voice. She's really more so in the sci-fi genre, but, I mean, Alien, I would count as a horror movie. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I would want to talk about Elvira. Even though she hosts a lot of horror movies, she's been in, like, at least two of them. So... Elvira, <laughs> my heart's <laughs> on fire. Elvira, giddy up a boom bop a boom bop a wow wow. Giddy up a boom bop a boom bop a mow mow. That's all I can do. I got I got to like suck in my diaphragm to do that. Yeah, I like Elvira. Um, who else? There's, there's got to be a few more of them that we're not thinking of. Right? So I have, so those were my top four. Okay. I, again, I didn't rank those because I could go back and forth for days on how I rank those. Okay. Um, honorable mentions. I have uh, Shelley Duvall. Oh for yeah, The Shining. Okay. The Shining. Yeah. Also, uh, this is the song that never ends. Because it goes on and on, my friend. Isn't that Shelly Duvall? No. Who was that? Uh, Shelly... Fuck, what's her name? No, it's some, like, redhead chick. Really? Yeah. I just thought that's why she works so well in The Shining was because you're used to seeing her with Lamb Chop, and you're like, that's fucked up. She's going to get killed with an axe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um... Janet Lee for Psycho. Yeah. That thought it occurred to me, but I don't know if there's any more than just... Well, I guess she's in The Birds, right? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Total Scream Queen. Yeah. Um, Adrienne Bebo, or Barbo. Yeah. I love <laughs> Adriana Barbo. That's the reason why I've seen Swamp Things as many times as I have. Yeah. I remember watching that a bunch as a kid. I remember watching the HBO show Carnival 
And like, I remember getting in an argument with Greg because she was the one that I was the most attracted to. He was just like, that's messed up, dude. Like she's older. I'm like, no, Adriana Barbo is fine. I don't she care is what age very she is. good looking. Yeah. She's in my hall of fame. <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> so that was my list of screen queens. That's a pretty good list, man. Although I would have to put Adrian Barbo like she was She might be at the top of my list. <laughs> she might be at the top of my list, yeah. I'd probably knock Nev Campbell out of there. Oh no. That was my least favorite of, of your of yours. It's nothing against Nev Campbell. I just like I feel like all she had was the screen movies. <laughs> See, I like the, she had the uh, witchcraft stuff. That's true. I the craft the craft. I didn't like the craft though. Everybody in high school I liked hated the craft. The craft but yeah, so I liked. Wa- I loved watching her in the craft. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I. She had she had my heartstrings. Okay. In my That's younger fair. years. That's fair. Who had my heartstrings in my younger years? I think it was like Elizabeth Hurley was one of the ones. Yeah. Just like, just killed me. She was so attractive. I just wanted to like curl up in a ball and cry because I knew I'd never even meet her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was definitely a good. You know, she was one of those women that was like just damn attractive. Yeah. Until Austin Powers. Oh, I disagree. I thought, See, I thought I thought it was she the got beginning and the with, end. I I think she got better with age. Like the eighties is like what a lot of guys are considered like women's physical primes. Not I mean when <laughs> looking at a lot of twenties, but she was in her twenties in the eighties, and like in the nineties was like. She was way better than in her 20s. And then I really liked her in her early 40s, too. And then I haven't really seen her in anything since then. So I can't judge anymore because I just don't know. But, yeah. I yeah, Like, Bedazzled was a horrible movie. Horrible movie, but Sat she was twice because very of attractive yeah, in that movie. Twice because of Elizabeth Hurley. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think... Well, you could technically consider a screen queen cuz she did this movie with uh Michael Caine with her, with your cocaine <laughs> Michael Caine Michael Caine uh where they're like on a ship and he's like trying to kill her which is real suspenseful let me tell you dude <laughs> you're really selling it here oh yeah dude there's just a cabin that's it it's just a shit it's a horrible movie it's such a it was a paycheck movie but uh, so she's been in a horror movie, so I guess technically she could be a scream queen. Yeah. So the other day I was at, I think it was, I think I was just a Walmart or someplace. No, it was Target. And they had like a rack of uh, horror movies, mm-hmm. quote horror movies. Yeah. But they were all like four to six dollars. Uh oh. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to stock up on some of these. So I picked up four movies. What'd you pick up? So the first one was The Evil Dead. Nice. Because I didn't own that one. Was that on Blu-ray or DVD? Blu-ray. Okay, nice. So these were all was like... Was it four- with the transfer? Uh, the With N- the... New transfer? Now? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I have that one too. It's like it does. It's the one case where like Blu-ray does not pay off. 
because you see all the like scratches and everything. They didn't like, I don't know, my cut, they didn't like digitally paint anything. It's just like the original cut, but you can see it better, which means you can see the grains in the film, which makes it not as good. I don't know. That one worked better on DVD for me. <laughs> yeah. So it was that one. I picked up The Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, it's a great movie. Great movie. Sigourney Weaver at the very end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Totally fits for I said it earlier. You just slid on by it. <laughs> I didn't even pick it up. Yeah. As right before You hear it right before they do Nine Inch Nails. You might even, I think you even see her right before they do Nine Inch Nails. Like, I think she steps out. Well, she has a, like, two or three minute monologue at the end. Yeah. Yeah, and then they cut to, gave up trying to figure it out, what the heck I lost along the way. Yep. <laughs> All right, so uh, what was the other ones? We got so, Kevin the Woods, Evil Dead. Um, John uh, of the Dead. Okay. Cause I, I, awesome. Again, I like I, these are movies I've watched numerous times but never have owned. Yeah, that one I don't own, but... I like it seems like it's always on like it's always streaming somewhere so I don't feel the urge to necessarily buy it but if I saw it for cheap I'd totally snag it. Yeah, like I said it was $4 yeah. so I'm like and I would like to see the extra features on that. Yeah. Is there like a commentary or anything? I haven't even cracked the cellophane on it yet. That's something I don't get to get into as much now that I got kids is the commentaries. It used to be when I got a movie it was like I would watch it, and then the first feature I went to was a commentary. Always, I love watching commentaries, and I just I can probably count on like two hands the amount of commentaries I've listened to since I've gotten married. It's just a hard thing to to do. So you have to actually listen to what they're saying when kids run out and talk. It's just like, eh, just ends it all. Anyway, uh, what else? And the last one, which. It was just for the kids, because I can't stand this movie. Okay. Hocus Pocus. Dude, I love Hocus Pocus. No. I, don't <laughs> I was Hocus. like, fuck that movie. Uh, I got drugged to that when I was a kid, because my brother wanted to see it. And I mean, he was the age where it was totally cool to see it. I was at the age where it was totally not cool to see it. So there was the yin and yang right there. Uh, I just not like huge on Bette Midler. Usually. Oh, yeah. But not 100% because I still love Ruthless People. That's a pretty great movie. And she's in That's that. pretty fun. Yeah. I do like the episode of Seinfeld she's in. Just wish she didn't sing during it. Ugh. <laughs> so doesn't she like have a whole thing with Kramer? Do you remember that at all? I think I've like mentally blocked out that episode. Yeah. Fair enough. It's not one of like best ones by any stretch, but... I remember her being in it because I think I've seen that on rerun a lot. Actually, I think they're just like, yeah, Bette Midler. That's <laughs> going to like people are going to be flipping by channels. They're going to be like, holy shit. Is that Bette Midler on Seinfeld? <laughs> they got to better watch this episode. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's like the breaking bad effect now. Like people are like going by and they're like, what the fuck? Walter White. Jonathan on- Banks. <laughs> yeah. The whole cast of Breaking Bad was on Seinfeld at some point. Was Jonathan Banks on it? I don't think so. Oh, okay. He was the one guy I was like, what? Really? <laughs> but I believed it because I know the lady who played Skyler was. 
I know Walt was. I don't think Walt Jr. made it. No. <laughs> He'd have been really young if he was. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, I think Hank was on it, too. And uh, Saul was on it. So. I was going to say Odenkirk had to have been. Yeah. Odenkirk was definitely on it. I don't remember what he did in it, but he was on it. I've seen the frame. <laughs> I know I've seen the episode. I just couldn't tell you for sure where. Okay. Should we kill this? Well, happy Halloween, folks. Yeah, happy Halloween. Next ep- next episode, we will talk about our Halloweens and any misadventures that we have. Some wacky, wild adventures. Oh, no. There's the pirate ghost. <laughs> just hit a new low on the podcast <laughs> i'm just gonna have the intro run over all that so that people don't know take it easy i don't actually have debates on my show it's called that's debatable but i don't really have an affirmative or negative debate really it's not a win or loss kind of debate the way that i've organized the show is to kind of try to talk about arguments um as opposed to having any one argument in particular i think talking about arguments is a fun way to have an argument you're kind of arguing with people as opposed to necessarily against them a not safe for network podcast you take that OD, you drink it down to the label. Yeah. You uh, get yourself a funnel from a gas station. <laughs> uh, you then pour sauce in up to where the, the malt liquor started. Fill her back up. Mm-hmm. So you got yourself a little bit of a buzz on it because you just drank about a third of a bottle of malt liquor. Put it inside yourself. Mm-hmm. Experience what we just had the absolute privilege of mm-hmm. experiencing in such a thickening. Yeah. I don't see any way that anyone's ever going to regret this. Yeah. We had a good life. When Wilford Brimley is telling you that that's what he's going to do, you're like, oh, wow, it must be aliens. It's totally because the mustache. Yeah, yeah, believe the mustache, because when he is in the thing and he is missing the mustache. Bad news. There's something about him that's not Something's right, and the characters pick off. up on it right away, and they lock him away. <laughs> you know, the plot suggests it's for other reasons, but he is a man that should have a mustache, and when he doesn't, it codes for strangeness. And just all-around wrongness and weirdness. The Alien Movie Project. Hi, I'm Biggs. Check out my podcast, Biggs on Film, where I do insightful commentaries on films that you love. Uh, Gort the Robot, they call him Newt. Yeah, Newt. Like, like he's uh, Norwe- like, Norwegian. Yeah, <laughs> he's mostly Norwegian. Mostly. The two fancy skeletons in the back are the worst. Dude. I know, they're the best. <laughs> like, it's no wonder they lost this battle. <laughs> That's a gross-looking punching bag. Dude, oh, I'd yeah, be that worried punching... about getting Seminilla punching that bag. I think he might have... Given that punching bag salmonella. Well, every now and then it's insightful. Find us on iTunes.